0: Welcome back to the Overheaven Podcast. Today I am joined by a very special guest, Matt, also known as Go Cubs.
1: Also known as Havana Music. Hello.
0: Yes, also known as Havana <laughs> Music. That wonderful theme you just heard was composed by my very good friend here.
1: Yes. I did and- uh, I did that.
0: <laughs> in each in each uh, episode description, there's also gonna be a link to his SoundCloud, so please check him out. And please Yes. I
1: don't and I don't really post anything on there, but if I did, that's where you would find it.
0: <laughs> and I'll also of course like any guest have, you know, links to wherever they'd like you to follow. So please check check Matt out. But before before we even get to those that kind of stuff, how are you doing today, Matt?
1: I'm doing pretty good. This my first day of break, so nice yeah. to just not have to go to work
0: this is I think this is gonna be the last episode of the year ooh wow actually I think this might be coming out on Christmas because it's coming out every no, Friday would be Christmas Eve Christmas I Eve yep. yep yep so everybody happy merry Christmas happy holidays to everything and today we have a a very white Christmas with this episode and where it's gonna go
1: I guess you can call it that
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Matt, do you have any experience with JoJo's Bizarre Adventure?
1: Um, I do not. Uh, my experience with JoJo is that I had a few. I have a few friends who have mentioned it. I know that stands are a thing, mm-hmm. and there was one Tumblr post I saw in like 2015 where I think it was four Jo stars were all together and they were at a diner, um, and one of them ordered chicken tendies, and then another one made fun of him for ordering chicken tendies. <laughs>
0: Uh, Oh my god
1: I have Um, no more context for that Nor do I know who was which I think the older one There was an older one And he was the one who made fun of the chicken tendies
0: I can only guess the The punchline of the joke was either The one who ordered the chicken tendies Was the one with the pompadour Or the one with the hat uh, either the punchline being because the one with the pompadour is a very much more of like a softer heart kind of a younger kind of person who might order something like that, or the one mm. with the hat being such a cool kind of person that them ordering chicken tendies might almost be out of character.
1: I think it was the first one. Okay. Based okay. on that description.
0: Good. I love I love all of them. <laughs> But the one with the hat is the one that we see here. The father Ah, of of, uh, Jolene is Jotaro Kujo. And so, as you were telling me, you have not watched the episodes before this, which makes this even better.
1: This is the very first episode of Jojo's Bizarre Adventure I've ever seen.
0: Oh, amazing. Amazing. And, you know, (laughs) you're you're given a very nice, simple episode where nothing weird (laughs) happens at all. You know what's great is I think that a lot of the episodes, especially because we only got, you know, 12 episodes, a lot of the episodes very much stand on their own. Mm -hmm. But this one is a very strange episode where it's kind of there's a fight in it, but it's a little bit in between episodes, and I don't think it would get as much attention as it would be if, let's say, a show was doing a few episodes at a time. Or even just recapping the 12 episodes and the fact that we're taking it episode by episode makes it makes it really exciting for me that we get to explore how strange this episode is. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I don't think you would have been able to tell, but the beginning starts with a recap of a little bit of what's going on and then kind of pulls us into what is happening and i'm i'm very if there are any points where you want to cut in and share what you found or your own notes or cuz i have my notes kind of written down in order of scene by scene and sometimes these scenes are change of location or sometimes by me or change of tone But if there is any point that you want to butt in, like, yeah, that was weird, or I have this note about it, or this opinion, do not be afraid to interrupt me. Okay. So, first we get a recap, and that recap is going over how Jolene has a visitor, and or even before that, there is this small child in the garbage can who warns Jolene not to go into the visitation room, and gives her a human bone... And, you know, warns her not to go, and she goes to visit, and it is her father. And uh, while they are talking, he speaks about a man named Jean Gallier, how this man was part of framing Jolene for murder, and why she is in the prison. Okay. And uh, that that's what's going on, and then uh, all of a sudden, they seem to be attacked by uh, a sniper rifle where Jolene manages to block the shot with her stand, but it still wounds her. And the guard that Jolene had knocked out just a little bit before they had started talking wakes up and goes to attack them, but Jotaro gets in the way, and with that, the sniper stand attacks and shoots both Jotaro and the guard. And that's where the last episode ended. And so, Matt, did you watch the sub or the dub?
1: I watched the dub.
0: Oh, amazing. <laughs> oh, I love it. Because I think so far out of all of the guests that I've had on, you've probably had the most Actually, no. I d- I don't know how much anime Mickey has watched, but you are a little bit more of an anime uh, watcher. I've, than... I've
1: seen a few. I've seen like I've seen the 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 top tier ones. Yeah. And then the furry ones.
0: Mhm. <laughs> <laughs> In order of priority.
1: <laughs> in order of priority. Well, I, honestly, yeah, because Yu Hakusho and Full Metal Alchemist are like two of the greatest greatest pieces of media out there. Mm-hmm. And then B Stars is just enjoyable.
0: Beastars, Stars, I've heard, I because I've watched those first two that you have mentioned, and I've heard very very good things about B Stars, and I would also like to check it out. But so I think <laughs> I think there is a lot more overlap in those two areas of top tier and the furry anime. <laughs> yes, <laughs> surprisingly, but. <laughs> yeah this is gonna get i think i think jojo's up there where a lot of people very much like it but i think this is gonna get really weird
2: so correct
0: yeah so they're now under yeah and i kind of recap the recap in my notes i wrote like don't go to the meeting and then Jelly goes anyway like a boss like the old kind of fucking meme of like the stick figure <laughs> their mm. hands crossed <laughs> so Jean Gallier, and I've I spoke about this before, but I'll also talk about the references here. Jean Gallier, a lot of the characters in Part 6 are named after fashion brands and fashion designers. And Jean Gallier is named after the uh, fashion de- designer, John Galliano. And mm-hmm. uh, his stand is named Manhattan Transfer, after the band. Okay. And one thing that you're going to see a lot in JoJo... Is a lot of stands are named after musical references, but in the subtitles and the dub, a lot of the time they will have a localized name due to copyright. So Mm -hmm. the name that you'll hear in the dub or in the subtitles is going to be downtown transfer. Gotcha. But that's not much of a difference. No. So we have, we have downtown transfer and it is a, uh, a 3d model floating around the room. And the stand has phased into the room The forbidden wind chime with the keys hanging from it that allows this pretty much blind man to shoot from all the way across the prison.
1: From like a different building.
0: Yeah, completely different building. And so Jotaro's like, we have to be careful. It can sense wind currents. It can do this, can do that. And if we attempt to attack it, and we've seen in the last episode, too, Jolene tried to send some threads at it and it managed to just very swiftly move out of the way. Mm -hmm. That not only will attacking it, it will most likely easily dodge out of the way due to the the air current that moving your stand will create, but it will also give away their location. So they have to be very careful. And Jolene's like, shut the fuck up, old man. And she starts to get shit done. And she's doing something with her threads. But before that, we get the theme song.
1: It's a pretty good theme song.
0: How did how did you like the the opening and the and the visuals and everything?
1: It was good. I liked the uh, very very nice uh, drum beat to to drive everything off. The uh, obviously anime openings are a combination of the kick ass music and the visuals. I thought the visuals were cool. I don't know. There's uh, Jolene at least in three D has a really weird energy to her mm-hmm. that felt off. Like like scanning through the like the the different environments that she was in i don't know if that's i don't know if that's the lipstick i don't know if it's her hair i don't know what it is it 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 didn't feel like i don't know how to explain this it didn't feel like a character from the show it felt like a character to be marketed and maybe that's just because i've seen that fucking picture of her that you keep mentioning yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> the Jolene and that's PNG,
1: the Jolene PNG, and that's all that I've I've seen her from. But it it was, it it was a little weird to see that specifically.
0: <laughs> that's actually a, that's a really funny perspective. I talked about this a little bit in the episode zero, where just to kind of talk about all of the things leading up to the release and how for months all we really had was this promotional picture of Jolene, which was why it became such a <laughs> meme, and. Uh, how for virtual ball boys at Team Chaos Productions, when I added Jolene to my football team, I wanted that picture to be used. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I I find that really interesting because and a lot of JoJo fans were very excited about 3D openings to come back, not only because, you know, parts one, two, and three had three D openings, um, but I see it very much as a There are a lot of nods to part three in part six, as it is, you know, part three focused on Jotaro. And Hmm. there are a lot of nods to that, whether it be starting their part in prison or almost getting shot right off the fucking bat. And there are a lot of other things, too. But uh, parts four and five, their openings were in 2D. And I think there are a few reasons for this. But I think if we were to see the some of the other protagonists in 3D the, of parts four and five, it might look a little bit off, kind of the way that you've been talking about. And that while I didn't think about it that way, I find that really interesting. Of of your perspective of this seems weird of being very used to the the two dimensional, even just the picture, and then yeah. seeing that in 3D. But I'm I'm really glad that you like the opening. It's fucking kick ass. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> So we open up to the second scene where, you know, the guard is walking by and, you know, John Gallier is just chilling by the window. Nothing suspicious at all. You know, just me, my blind man and my weird fucking clothes that have little wind flaps, but they look like my clothes are melting.
1: Okay. And so the, they, those were those are flaps.
0: Yeah. Yeah I, okay. talked about, yeah, I talked about this with Anthony, because Anthony yeah. was like, what the fuck is going on with his fucking clothes?
1: Yeah.
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> in, the, in the manga, it's a little bit more clear, where instead of it being kind of shadowy underneath, it just shows his skin. And mm-hmm. it's supposed to be a reference to his ability of being able to read the wind currents, much like if you were to see, you know, like a big sign with wind flaps. It's just like his clothes have wind flaps right. all over them. <laughs> but then... The way that it's animated, it almost makes it look like his clothes are melty, which then almost is a weird reference to the second ability that is going on here, which I will give a slight spoiler for the next episode, that it is a second stand that is doing this, and it is not John Gallier's stand. Okay. And so that could even give a little bit of confusion of like, oh, you know, his clothes are all melty, which is a reference to his ability, which is to melt things with this acid. And it's like, no. No, it's it's a reference to his other ability, which is to read the wind currents into. Anyway, he's got his weird fucking (laughs) prison clothes that he took scissors to, to feel the breeze. And he takes his walking stick, And he disassembles it and reassembles it into a sniper rifle. (laughs) Yep. Yep. And he gives this monologue talking about the wind and how muscles are unreliable and how they could very easily twitch and how bones are sturdy and reliable. And he gives this whole talk to himself, which I always find kind of funny if if it's not like the character thinking to themselves, like, oh, what am I going to do? Or what's going on? It's much more them sharing their deal and how their ability works. It, he's just by himself, just talking to himself about this.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of monologuing, mm-hmm. which works more in manga because you can just write the characters inner thoughts. But mm-hmm. especially when they're saying it out loud. Yeah. It's a lot of, who the fuck are you talking to? And I felt that a lot this entire episode.
0: Yeah, that happens <laughs> quite a few times this episode. Yeah. And that sounds and I, like, I, I think, yeah, sorry, go on. I,
1: I, I compare it to uh, stars because I noticed a lot in Beastars, but in Beastars they do it with, they, it's presented as an internal monologue. This this stuff that was written down in the manga, which I've read, it's like, oh, they said this in the show, but it was as an internal monologue. This, in this, they're just saying it out loud. And it's really weird uh, uh, when uh, Jotaro does it later when he walks out in the hallway. I'm just like, he's like, all right, Jolene, we have to get out of here. Who the fuck is
0: Jolene's not around? I know. I know. I wrote that (laughs) down too. She's like in a whole nother fucking room. Right. (laughs) Oh my God. Uh, Yeah. I always, in, I mean, in the manga, I do tend to think, like, oh, they're talking to themselves. And then if another character answers, it's like, oh, okay, that was out loud. But yeah. it is, and maybe it is, like, more of an anime thing of people just monologuing their thoughts out loud. Right. But I think it would have worked a little bit better as an internal thought. And you would think then, like, that would be easier. I don't have to animate their lip movements. But <laughs> I don't know. So, you know, he's explaining his ability And he takes the cartridge from one of his bullets from his gun and then drops it on a fly. And if I had a nickel for every time a blind man caught a flying Jojo, I'd have two nickels, which isn't a lot. But it's weird that it happened twice.
1: What happened the last time? Very similar.
0: In part three, there is another blind character who has a long ranged ability. That they use to try to attack people, but they use the what's the best word the like movements of the ground and mm-hmm. the like the vibrations through the through the ground. It takes place in a desert, so they have like their walking stick in the ah. in the sand, and they're able to like read their movements in the sand, but like from a mile away, it's ridiculous. But <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so this is this is uh, John Gallier and. Matt, I don't know if you saw all the memes that we've been sharing too from last episode, but this is the man who his, his, he, we first in, are introduced to him in the shower, and he is caked up. Yes. Yes. So okay, is,
1: that's the that's the guy from that I saw yesterday. Yeah. Or the other day, the other day from last episode. Okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, and you know, he talks about his stand, and he calls it downtown transfer, and one of the just there aren't a lot of differences between this you know, the events that are going to happen in the manga. But one of the differences is that in the manga, his ability appears like small clouds next to his face. And that that's the way that he kind of visualizes the room and everything through these air currents. But Mm. in the anime, it is this kind of green, kind of staticky thing, which I think is for the best too, because we are going to have a character later in stone ocean who quite literally, not only their ability is almost literally clouds. So I think that's just going to help <laughs> kind of set okay. them apart. And mm-hmm. it also makes, I think Manhattan transfer just a little bit more memorable too. Yeah. Like, oh, the green and the, however, he was reading the room. So we go back to the visitation room and Jolene has taken a lighter and is holding it up to the sprinkler and the sets off the alarm. And, and, is hoping that the water flowing down into the room is throwing off Manhattan Transfer and is making it harder for it to read the air currents. And Jolene goes to attack, but then Jotaro points out, no, it didn't throw it off at all, actually. In fact, it's even dodging the raindroplets. And mm-hmm. uh, I I wrote this down, too, as a little nod to as to where things are going to go, but the guards are taking forever to get to the room. Yeah. As you would think <laughs> something by now would happen. And so they're, again, in this kind of standstill, and the little boy from from the recap, who I'm going to be calling Emporio, even though we're going to get his name next episode. uh, Emporio is like, hey, listen, there's a little, like, vent in there you can jump into if you move that part of the pillar. And they move it, and they're like, whoa, an escape route? Thanks, little boy. And then Manhattan Transfer just fucking leaves. And Joder was like, huh, I guess we don't have any choice. And then Jolene's like, actually, when I, you know, before going into this visitation room, I talked to that kid and that boy looked very desperate and he was very scared. So I'm going to go back in there and help that kid because uh, I'm a good person. So I'm going to go do that. Yeah. And it's going after him now. Mm hmm. But what I thought was interesting is that in the dub, they do, she does say this a little bit where she, in the manga, where she's like, you know, he had desperation in his eyes. Uh, you know, he was just like a kid that you would see in a park or something. But like his hand, like even his hand, when he grabbed my arm, it was like, kind of like soothing. I'm going back to help him. But I guess just hearing it in English, just hearing her say, it was strangely soothing, the warmth of his hand holding my arm. I was like, this is... All right, relax. (laughs) It was, it's it's some, some parts just sound a little bit weird, especially when worded a certain way.
1: Yeah, that, that, that's another thing I definitely noticed. The wording was really strange that this entire time, like I understood what they were saying. I don't know if it, it's translation related or if it, or what?
0: I I don't know. I don't know either because when I'm reading the subtitles and maybe it's just because I'm reading, I don't. Think of it that way, but I've even yeah. noticed before, sometimes words will just be changed very slightly and it'll still be saying the same thing, but the dub will just say things weird. And I mm-hmm. think the actors are doing a great job, but right. I th- feel like the script itself is so weird at times.
1: Yeah, I I don't know. It, it, it's really hard to pinpoint what makes it feel so strange. Yeah. Yeah. But and it just does. It's it's often just the right way.
0: I think it's the way that, like, it's not necessarily that people who speak English would talk like this.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: And That's a good to, point. And to me, it makes me think that maybe somebody who maybe Japanese is their first language, maybe English is their second, is the one translating the script. Or maybe yeah, something to, like that.
1: I'd be interested to figure that out just because... It does. It just does feel strange sometimes.
0: Yeah, I'd be, I'd be curious too. You know, it it, mm. it it reminds me of the way that maybe if I had learned Japanese maybe a little bit more recently and I was translating things from English to Japanese. Mm. Yeah, it's what I'm saying is correct, but it's not necessarily a very natural way of sounding it because I don't have as much experience
2: speaking. Right. It. Yeah. It
0: could be that, or it could just be just a weird kind of. Translation thing, or a weird kind of thing where maybe they thought that on paper it sounded good, and then once hearing it out loud, it's like, oh, it sounds a little weird. And then they're like, eh it's anime, it's fine. (laughs) But it could also just just, be. I just
1: scrolled down some of your. I just scrolled down to some of your later notes. God damn it!
0: (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) So the other thing I wanted to mention too, you know, Jolene leaves the room after breaking the door. Yep. And Jotaro, who. Throughout Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, Jojo has had a bit of a catchphrase that in Japanese is yada yada deza. And I think the feminine version that we'll, we've sometimes heard Jolene say is yada yada dawa. Mm. And it essentially translates to like, God damn it, give me a break, uh, like good grief, something along the lines of like, oh, fuck, God damn it, like, like right. God damn. And it's really been a staple of Jotaro's very cool kind of character to kind of like say that stuff and to just like, ugh, another fucking some more bullshit. And I, I talked about this a little bit previously, too, but of when part three was airing, a lot of people were like, we should keep it that way and have him just say that because I don't you know, it doesn't translate as cool and it doesn't mm. sound as cool. And in the subtitles, a lot of the time, like in the manga, he'll say, give me a break, which I think is a lot more fitting to Jotaro, because yeah. if there is anything about Jotaro, especially in Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, is this man does not get a fucking break for his fucking life. <laughs> <laughs> but in the dub all of the time, he's just like, good grief, which is yeah. just, <laughs> just, just fucking like straight Charlie Brown. I think it's so funny at the same time, but it's sometimes it can take me out of it when he does that and he says that right at the end (laughs) of the scene so jolene leaves the visitation room the guards still aren't there there but she hears them coming and she's like how the fuck does this because before this boy had first appeared to her once in one of the hallways and was like hey listen don't go to the visitation room tomorrow when you get a visitor and then the scene that you saw in the recap, it was right before she went into the visitation room. Like, please do not go in. All right, well, at least take this human bone that I'm handing you. It'll keep
1: Nothing, you safe. No big. No big deal.
0: No big deal. And even Jolene, when she gets here, she's like, what the fuck is this? But... Right. So Jolene is like, how the fuck does this small child get around this prison? And so while looking around that garbage can, she finds a secret tunnel Behind one of the fire extinguishers, I believe.
1: It's and a fire so, hydrant
0: on it. Yeah, I, I think so. Or it's it, yep. it, To me, it was like a panel. And yeah. she finds that. So she crawls into that. And at the same time, John Gallier has, you know, we now see from his perspective that he's now targeted Emporio. And he's like, this is a child, but I will take them out. And then I will take out the, you know, the Joe Stars." And again, there is, and we've seen this in the previous episode, once once the dream state started, there have been these dripping sounds, where something might drip on like a hard floor, and that hard floor still has a ripple on it. Mm. And that happens again here. And then Jotaro leaves the room, and is just talking to no one. <laughs> <laughs> Where he's like, Jolene, we have to be careful. This, that, and whatever. And the a guard comes up and yells at him, and Jotaro stops time and just fucking disappears.
1: Yeah, I I was curious if that was his stand. Is that his stand? Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, in the in out. the
0: in the some of the context that I gave you guys, I did share that Jotaro can stop time, and he used this a little bit more clear to the audience in the last episode
2: Mm -hmm.
0: and in the manga he actually doesn't do this there is no guard that you know comes up and yells at him i think this is much more in in part three there uh, were there's another character who was able to stop time and a lot of the time they use it literally a lot of the time they they use it in a very scary way but sometimes they just use it to fuck with the other person and they Mm. literally just fucking like teleport around them which is so funny in retrospect once you realize that their ability is stopping time. Because then you know that they stopped time and then like ran into another corner. <laughs> or that they there is a part in part three where one... And the, the character is the villain. The character is Dio. And there is another character who is trying to confront Dio. And Dio is at the top of a staircase and they are at the bottom of a staircase. And as they are walking up the staircase... All of a sudden, they find themselves at the bottom of the staircase again. And then they go up the staircase again. And then they're at the bottom again. And, it's like
1: the one it, in Mario.
0: And no, not even like it's not even like it's endless. It's just like, why am I back at the bottom? Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck is going on? And it in the moment, it's this very like menacing, like, what the fuck is going on? And then later you find out he could stop time, and holy shit. But then in retrospect, it's like, oh, so he was just using his stand to pick him up and then put him back at the bottom <laughs> and put his stand away. Or what I think is even funnier, him running down and then putting him at the bottom and then running back up and striking the same pose.
1: That is really funny.
0: Yeah, it's <laughs> it, it, it is it is a little bit ridiculous, but I think it's just them having a little bit of fun with that. And so they continue on into the underground utility room where Jolene sees the boy near the bottom as she's, you know, coming down into the room. And the boy hops into the pipe. And she's like, oh, you know, Jean Gallier, he's reading the air currents. And so the boy, he's really smart. He's hopping into a pipe full of water where he won't be able to read his movements. And I believe in the dub, Jolene's like, there's no way he can... As the the <laughs> pipe bursts open, because a- Jolene is just talking like, huh, there's absolutely no way he could get him. Nothing can possibly go wrong.
1: Nothing could possibly go wrong. And then it does.
0: And then it does.
1: And you're narrating it the entire time.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> and just like that, John Gallier pops open the fucking pipe and... Uh, Jolene is now trying to protect Emporio from Manhattan Transfer. And so Jolene creates a net over Manhattan Transfer. And John Gallier reads this and he's like, "Uh uh-uh, I don't think so. I'm gonna, you know, take you out before you can wrap up my stand. And he changes targets from the child to Jolene. And in the dub, he says, headshot lined up. Now say cheese! (laughs) Which broke me.
1: Yeah, that's strange.
0: Mm-hmm. and he takes the shot and from one angle that the camera's at it's like oh my god our protagonist has been shot in the head i guess the show is over <laughs> but then it's revealed that oh yeah also i just broke this gas pipe i yeah i did that
1: yep i just just now did that
0: i i actually did it earlier and yeah. none of you were paying attention <laughs>
1: so, yeah uh, i was i was a bit caught off guard there
0: it's Sometimes JoJo fights read like, like I've like, seen people like compare two eight-year-olds
1: arguing that... or like play oh, fighting.
0: Yes. Oh my god! I'm so glad you're on the exact same page as me. <laughs> and I've seen people compare it to that, where yeah. it's like,
1: well, I... actually, I had a I I I made gas. Well, actually, I had an anti-gas gun. Well, actually, I have a tank.
0: That's exactly that. I have
1: a screwdriver that 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 stabs tanks.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. It's it's it, especially in I want to say parts. You know what I, I was gonna say? Some very specific parts where that's really the case. But I think that that it, that's just all of the parts. Just might be. Hmm. And <laughs> at least I really feel it in parts two, where one of the characters is uh, when the, the protagonist is literally like, actually. I I did this. Actually, I knew you would do that, so I did this. And the other person's like, I knew you would know that I would do that, so I did this. And they're like, actually, I knew that you knew that I knew that you knew.
1: Oh God! What there's a there's a show that did something like that. I forget which one, but it's giving me some like vague memories, like adult animation, where it's just c- consistently that. Hmm. I knew
0: that you knew that I would knew that. Yep. Knew. <laughs> so she utilizes the gas to confuse where his shot is, and he misses. And then Jolene uses her stand to punch the other guy, and so Jolene goes down to talk to the boy. She slides down the pipe, and she scrapes her hand. And I think like it, it's a little unclear in the anime, but the bone in her pocket actually like stabs into her hip. Mm-hmm. At least that's what it looks like is going on. It's a little unclear. So, but so
1: at least with like what happened later, I assumed that her grip on the pipe. Was making her grip on the bone in real life.
0: Yeah, uh, and then I, that's
1: I, what that's what like got her going, and then she took the bone out of nowhere. I was like, "Where the fuck did this come from?" And then I remembered I didn't watch part one, so
0: <laughs> I didn't watch part one. <laughs> and... <laughs> Sorry, because I was like, "Oh, you," because you meant like the first part, as in the last episode. But to me, yes. I'm like, "Oh, you mean part one with the whole oh yeah JoJo. no
1: yeah my bad." <laughs> I also, I, I've not watched either part one. Mm-hmm.
0: In, in the manga, she does say a little bit later, like, you know, oh, I subconsciously was squeezing it and it pierced my hand. Uh, so actually, you making that connection, I think, was really smart. And like, oh, she actually had a point where she was squeezing her hand. Right. And then felt pain. And that could have been exactly that. And actually, I do think that that's exactly what that is. Okay. Um, <laughs> and, you know, Jolene goes down to talk to the boy. And she's like, all right, what the fuck? Is going on, and the boy just is not answering. And I believe there's another drip from I think the blood from her hand. And Mm -hmm. again, we get that even though I think it's on water, we get that drip again. And uh, then Jotaro jumps down, and Jotaro says something hilarious that I keep seeing as a clip out of context. He says (laughs) that that smell is that you're doing.
1: I I assume he meant the gas.
0: Oh, of course, but But that was
1: not made clear.
0: out of context it's it's really fucking <laughs> it's it's really good so then uh, jolene is looking around and then she sees oh my god john gallier is here oh my god i just saw him right over there He mm-hmm. he's right there Th- there he is and jotaro is like actually i'm an expert so there's no way he could have gotten here
1: which he makes good points
0: he he does but also at the same time there's something in jojo that i think no one thinks about when reading the manga or you know watching the subtitles but once it's out loud in english it's like why a lot of people they do a lot of assuming of how abilities work and they always and they seem to be right on the money a lot of the time yeah and it's like i'm like okay like who it's like well who were you on the fucking who put you on the planet like who made you the stand expert but he kind of he's fun enough stands as as the audience will know like oh okay so he's you know he's he knows kind of what he's talking about but he's like no there's no way and then she's like no for real he's right above you and he's like all right i believe you And he is like, all right, watch this. And he just blows up the entire room. (laughs) But don't worry, it only affected the bad guy. And John Gallier falls down on fire and he falls to the floor dead. And Jolene turns around and the kid is gone. And it's actually funny, too, at this point. In the manga, Jotaro talks a lot more after John Gallier is defeated about how he shouldn't have been able to make it here. You know, like, there's absolutely no way he should have been able to make it here. Uh, he does talk a little bit about that. But then even Jolene says, like, oh, the, the kid will explain it. And in the manga. But instead, just in here, just the kid is gone. And Jolene's like, yep. where the fuck is he? And now we get some back and forth between Jotaro and Jolene. Where Jotaro's like, what are you talking about? Like, you know, the kid. What kid? You know, th- the, kid. the kid. And Jean Gallier. Who's John Gallier? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, this is where I was like, okay, some some weird shit's happening.
0: Yeah. And I wrote down Jotaro is a king of guests, like Gatekeep Girl Boss. <laughs> and there's another drip, and something is off about Jotaro. His wound is missing. Jolene's wound is missing. Jean Gallier's body is now the guard from the visitation room. And uh, there's like this like goop on him. And Jolene is re- realizing that things were off from the start. And that her, at one point, her handcuffs disappeared while they were in the visitation room. There was something going on with the cigarette smoke, where they're like, who lit that cigarette? Things like that. And then I wrote down, welcome to the cum zone.
1: You said that so casually.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Because I am, I, I, yeah, because that's where we're at.
1: That's, yeah, that's one way to put it.
0: So, Matt, I want to just ask. What was your reaction here? This big twist of the episode.
1: It was oh okay. This is the show that I that I thought I was getting into because <laughs> <laughs> because it's it seemed relatively normal up to this point. Like people are people are 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 being strange, but I was like, okay, these are these are quirky characters. They monologue to each other a lot. They're like hyper powerful. I've seen that in anime before. And then this started happening. I was like, "Okay, this is this is where the weird shit actually is." And I was just like, "All right, something's going on. I don't know how she's hallucinating. I don't think it's the gas, but it might be." And mm-hmm. then it just it just went fucking off the rails. <laughs> yeah.
0: It. Yeah. So the really groups, hate
1: really hate that uh, manga drawing.
0: Yeah, there are a lot of really good manga drawings. I just shared a <laughs> few of the pictures. Of there were plenty, <laughs> plenty of memes. Oh my god! I hope someone else sees this out of context. So, I just shared one panel, well, two panels from the manga. One of them being Jotaro and Jolene, and the guard in the background covered in the goop from when Jolene wakes up, and Jotaro is slightly smiling, which I think is really funny. And yeah. The other one was, is an, is, a, is another, and then another one is another angle with them covered in all the goop with the words finally we get to see the cum room animated oh my god and that's what that's what a lot of people were joking about like when they saw part six and leading Uh up to part six and uh, (sighs) (sighs) this is just what everyone was thinking about it's what everyone was thinking about Sorry, I'm sharing more fucking pictures. And so, but the one I shared was when just the water is coming down, but they still painted it white. But really when the goop is coming down, I'm glad that they not only like saw the white, but they just fucking doubled down. And they're like, yeah, yeah, let's make it fucking weird.
1: Yeah, it's really weird.
0: And... Uh, one thing that I, that I noticed that I think is maybe a little bit more clear in the manga, but the goop starts to come out of the scratch that Jolene got in her hand, sliding down the pipe.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Which I think it really like cements, like, oh, the pain of, of gripping the bone is what's pulling her out of this. But, you know, we see the goop appearing everywhere. And what's also really funny, too, is JoJo fans being like, yes, awesome, 3D is back in the opening! And then, as we'll see through some of the other episodes here... That, oh no, the 3D's in the episodes, which I thought was fine for Manhattan Transfer. It really gave yeah. it this, like, you know, flowy kind of feeling as yeah, it's flying it looked, around. I thought it looked cool. But I think my favorite utilization of the 3D is just now we just get all of the, like, this 3D goop around the characters mm-hmm. that looks like something straight out of Portal. And it's it's so <laughs> fucking funny as, like, the whole room is just gooping down. And yeah, every fan, everybody was like, ah, yes, the cum room. Or we will see the stand that is going to be, you know, responsible for this, and they're like, oh no, the cum monster. (laughs) (sighs) Yeah, it's good. It's good. It's something. it's, It's something. So then we get probably the final scene where Jolene wakes up and you know, it, that, that dripping that we've seen was dripping from the blood from the bone and it was hitting the floor. And that's what she was hearing. And it was that and the pain from piercing her hand with the bone woke her up. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she'll talk about too, like, oh, you know, by him giving me that bone, it like saved my life by getting me out of there. Be- and that people will just kind of be stuck here and will just be disintegrated by the acid. And it'll be revealed a little bit later that that bone that she's holding was somebody who had gone through this, the same thing, which is why the bone has like some damage to it actually from acid. Mm. But so yeah, that, and then she's like, when, what happened? When did this happen? And she's kind of going through the events She's like, it must have happened once they sat down, you know, after I had knocked out the guard, but before I got up to check the door and my handcuffs were missing, which I'm, and well, actually I'll say this once the episode's over, but you know, they're melting away and I wrote down, no, not November has ended as, <laughs> as father and daughter are just sitting in the room in, in this horrible, horrible place. Other than that, in the manga, there's a little bit better of an explanation of like, what the fuck is going on. I think Jolene talks just a little bit more. But it's still very out of the blue. At least to me it was. And Jolene thinks that this is John Gallier's stand. But it'll be revealed later that the person who set up this dream actually took Jean Gallier's stand and like put it into the dream to make it more believable. Okay. So, yeah. I... When I first read this part of the manga... I was so fucking confused. I don't blame you. I had no idea what the fuck was going on because to me they had, and, and I've talked about this before where sometimes the pacing in manga can be weird because you're relying on the reader for that. Mm-hmm. And the anime really helps like, oh, it was a dream and this and that, but I had no idea when the fuck it started And in the manga, there were very, very little... Like, there were a lot of hints that this was a dream have been added to the anime. There was no dripping uh, through the episode. There was no scene where she noticed her handcuffs were gone. They just kind of disappeared. And, like, but nobody really thought about it. In fact, I don't even think there was a point where they sat down. And uh, that's when... uh, I also talked about previously in the last episode, like, oh, the cigarette smoking before the episode starts or before the dream starts. And then it is after. So, but they had it. And I was like, is that an error in the animation? I'm realizing now that it wasn't because they talk about how it was on before that, which doesn't then make sense to me. They were then the only clue that it was a dream was that there was a cigarette lit in the room before they started, but none of them smoke. Mm hmm it 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 just doesn't foreshadow it very well that something is off. It just to me seemed very much like a normal kind of fight. and then nah, that didn't happen. <laughs> and now we're just in this weird place. and once once we're out of this room, I think things get all like so good, but for me, this is probably one of my least favorite parts of part six. Because just because of how confusing it is, I think the anime helps it to be be understood a lot more clearly what's mm-hmm. going on. But even still, it's very strange, and it can, and it's even a little bit unsatisfying. Of like, ah, yeah, Jolene defeated that guy. Uh, it was all a dream.
1: Yeah, I'd, I don't know. It's it, it's hard to just totally grasp everything that just happened. Yeah, I don't blame you. But you know. It's fun.
0: Y- you know. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd say this is probably my second least favorite part. Because <laughs> there's, there's, there's a couple of fights a little bit later on that really drag. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm hoping that the anime does, does them a lot better. Because, and I've talked before, there are a lot of parts in the beginning of Part 6 that made me not like this part as much as others. And the anime is really helping with that to really get, you know, much better pacing and much better fights and a much better understanding of what the fuck is going on. Mm. And I think that the anime here helps. Like, even I like if you watch the episode and then read the manga, you're like, oh, I know what the fuck is going on because I, I know what is supposed to be happening. But in the manga, it's like, I don't I don't know. I I, I don't,
1: don't I have no clue what's happening here.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Welcome, welcome to the cum room, Matt.
1: <laughs> I'm glad I got to see it animated.
0: I know, right? It's, <laughs> oh, I mean, in terms of any other references here, we're going to get another one in the next episode that is the ability happening here. And what's actually really funny, the stand that is doing this is the main antagonist of the part. Really? Yeah. Okay. And that stand is called White Snake, named after the artist. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it's going to be real fun. And this whole, like, acid melting thing isn't even their only ability. Fun. Actually, I don't know if it ever comes up. I think it comes up maybe, like, once after this. Mm-hmm. But they don't You really use this again. Because it's a very specific kind of setup. Right. Of, uh, yeah. So... I'm, I'm really glad that they doubled down on the cum and the goop. <laughs> and they really just... And I'll also make this clear, too. Jot- Actually, no, it's not even clear to me. Because they'll they they talk about they'll talk about things that happened in the dream. As if they were both there. But then the parts where Jotaro's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Makes it sound like that's not him there? Mm-hmm. Uh, this part just is so... This part... I can't even say part with Jojo this episode, this, yeah, this episode, I think that encapsulates it in. I think that collects it very well of, of the scenes (laughs) in which we are talking about here, because this episode is so confusing. And I think out of the 12 episodes that we have, it's probably the most unsatisfying in terms of plot and things going on. But yeah, it, I, I was going to
1: say that it felt like so much happened yet. Nothing happened at the same time. It definitely felt like a middle episode between two big ones or yeah. like between like a, a middle connecting story between two other ones that you can definitely need more context for. But I could oh, not yeah. be happier that this is the one that I watched.
0: Oh, I'm really happy that this is the one you got to <laughs> because even though, you know, context would help. And even though that, you know, th- I And even though maybe it's not the most satisfying for maybe somebody watching through all of it, or maybe it's not the most memorable one be- because, you know, it doesn't have the most lasting impact on the story. To mm-hmm. me, it is just so fucking funny. In a bottle, it's so fucking funny. And yeah. that's why I'm really glad that we're able, like, I'm able to do this with you and be able to take a microscope to it and be like, what the fuck was going on here? I but just... It also makes it interesting, too, because later on, it's going to be revealed how the little boy gets around the prison so easily. And it doesn't have to do with secret tunnels or anything like that. They Mm -hmm. like Jolene just made that up in her head. Oh, yeah, that's true. But to me, I think it was very confusing. Probably the most confusing parts, actually, to me was things like, okay, we're going to go through this pillar into the secret entrance. All right, we're going to do that. And then it's like, nope, we're not doing that. And then, okay, we're going to do this. Nope, we're not doing that. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And even things like, so that means, and I'll give this away too, John Gallier isn't shooting from a whole nother building. Okay. And it's going to be revealed that he doesn't even have a sniper rifle with him.
2: Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. (laughs) And in the last episode, when the dream started, they assume, oh, he probably snuck in parts for a sniper rifle through, you know, little things and then bribed the guards not to, you know, check what was inside the bread that somebody dropped off or uh, the cheese and things like that. And then he could assemble a sniper rifle from inside the jail. He does have a pistol that he'll use and he's not as good with it as as the dream one, which then people joke like dream jean gallier is like way tougher and cooler than uh, the real one the the real one yeah yeah (laughs) which then it i is so funny but the the shower scene still exists where he's all kicked up so that's that's all i can ask for
1: okay that's acceptable it's yeah i think
0: i i think yeah, it's just it's just a weird time all around. I mean, it, it at least <laughs> gives us a fight with Manhattan Transfer since we're not really going to get too much. I mean, we'll kind of get one, but it's more of a distraction as the other stand that's happening here attacks. Yeah. It'll it's yeah, it's going to be weird. So, before we end off, and I've had a surprise for all of our guests so far. Okay. And in a lot of them have been quizzes, and this one won't be too different. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and in the, uh, the second episode with Mickey, Faye found a quiz that is, "Which JoJo is your boyfriend?" Uwu xd uh-huh. on on Quotev. and I also have a link to this one in the description.
1: Okay, so this is the one that I I get to take.
0: Yeah, we're we're both going to take this one. Okay. And I have had a uh, I've had a history <laughs> of. Reading some of the all of the answers out loud, I think we can read out the ones that really stand out to us. But I'll <sighs> cut it together so that we just share what answers we're go- answering with. Okay, this first started off straw.
1: Because... The
0: first question here is, "What's your favorite color?" Matter. Are there any answers that just immediately kind of jump out at you? Boobs. I yeah, I would agree. Yeah, I'd agree. We have quite the assortment here. Uh, some of my favorites here being gyro. Khaki yep. boobs. They don't even have my favorite on here, so
1: out of these, I'm going
0: to, I I think I'll pick gold. Which one's which one's your favorite? Red? Red, yeah. Um yeah, I don't even see it on here. Wow. Yeah.
1: Okay, so I'll pick I, gold.
0: I'll go purple. Who's your fave JoJo?
2: Hmm.
0: <laughs> oh, these are even better <laughs> out of context. <laughs> There's
1: five that just say JoJo with varying levels of capitalization.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, and we, we got Old Man Jojo, Middle-Aged Jojo, Old Gramps Jojo, Grandpa Jojo, Jojo, Ho-Ho. Whole, whole. I'm going to go with Ho-Ho. Whole, whole. Ho-Ho. Whole, whole. All right. I'm going to go with Jojo. What's your favorite part?
1: I'm going to say part three. Yeah. Knowing nothing about it.
0: I'm going to say part... Nah, we're, we're do... for the podcast, I got to do part six. Okay, fair. Which Jojo do you want to get? <laughs> um, <laughs> oh my god, there's so many. Alright, Matt, you, so you and, me, me and me back and forth. I'm hoping that they're in the same order for both of us. I'm going to read one, and then you read the next one, okay? Let me know if they're not in the order. So the first one says, yada yada, my grandpa left me with this homosexual vampire. Does he want to suck my blood or my dick, Jojo?
1: Uh, They're not in the same order. <laughs> Alright,
0: read me a different one.
1: Okay, um... Uh, um, My dad left me. I'm emo, depressed, and horny 24-7, and this weird guy, Analsui, won't stop getting a boner in front of me. Also, he got to stop Gucci Poochie, and even though my dad was gone for my entire life, we got to save him, Jojo.
0: I'm going to go with, I banged this hot chick, and she got pregnant, and now this kid is my son, and his town is in trouble, so I'm going to find an invisible trash baby and adopt it. Susie won't mind. It's not like she's m- mad that I was unfaithful or anything. Haha, Jojo.
1: My dad was a 120-year-old gay vampire, but also the bar the bar's titty daddy. <laughs> Typo. So it's complicated and I got to join this game. So I could climb to the top from the inside thanks to my pal Bruno Jojo. I'm going to choose that one.
0: Oh no, I brought my 17-year-old grandson to Egypt and made him fight a 120-year-old gay vampire Jojo. Hey, did you move already, on already?
1: Yeah, I already chose it.
0: Oh boy. Sorry, some of these are so good. Well, hello. My name is Whole Horse, and I'm a special guy. I live in your attic, and I sleep with a, with lots of guys. I respect women, even if they are ugly. And you mess with, and if you mess with, I'll point my fucking stand in rhythm with the Loka the Pug song. Okay, let me see titty JoJo. Oh, do you not know the Loka the Pug song? Uh, no. There Except was a viral video a while like, um, ago
1: about a about a uh, an Irish pug.
0: I think so. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah they 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 just like jump around.
1: And I'm bouncing, flouncing, da na na, na 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 That one.
0: I abandoned my daughter for her entire life, basically, just like my own dad did. But I always loved her, and she got to save my ass from Gucci Pucci. Oh, I, uh, I think you read that one. Yeah. No, actually, I killed because I killed his 120 year old gay vampire boyfriend. I'm a gay retired horse racer who needs to join the steel ball race to follow another gay horseback rider, so we can make out and maybe fix my disability, Jojo. <laughs> I have to visit my uncle and tell him he's my uncle even though he's a 16-year-old kid and then tell him how I fought a gay vampire JoJo. I'm the home record child of the Joestars and my n- nephew told me about this gay vampire and I'm slightly turned on but also we got to defeat Kira so I can go back to school and cry about touching turtles. The more Big-
1: that you say the word JoJo the rest of, the less it feels real.
0: Big bara titty daddy. That one doesn't have JoJo at the end. There you go. I'm going to go with so hard. Just big barra titty daddy. There you go. <clears throat> Favorite side character slash Joe bro.
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna choose Green Rat Man. don't <laughs> know one's here. Yeah, that one stands Bru- out pretty. Are, is
0: someone really fucking named Bruno Bukaki? No, 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 they're not. Okay, they're named Bruno. <laughs> they're named Bruno Bucilati.
1: Okay, so this is just the mm-hmm.
0: test being weird. All right. Oh my God, Herpes? They mean Hermes. Okay. <laughs> we'll go herpes who's your fave jojo villain like they got me dead with the fucking photo because the photo is like uh oh my god because the photo in the back for those who know jojo we have david bowie with a fucking shaved cat which is kira and killer queen we have oh my god there's just a like
1: a white patrick star a steven universe like dressed in all white
0: yeah. John uh, Bob, Bob, Ro- Bob 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 Ross. Ross. Yeah, Bob Ross with Steven Universe in like a top hat painted all white. A, That's supposed to be a green,
1: a green M&M and I don't mean the candy. I mean the the rapper is
0: green.
2: Mhm. <laughs> oh Makes man, I'm it's... trying to
0: Oh, okay, okay, okay. So these are supposed... To, these are the part four characters. That's the villain in the back. Bob Ross okay. and Steven are Rohan Kishibe and Heaven's Door. He's a mangaka, and he's able to draw shit with his stand and then open okay. like a book. You have... Oh, the... I don't know who this guy is, but he's very short, and in the back is Eminem. And his thing... He's just a very short guy, but mm-hmm. his ability is that he's able to... He has a few different abilities, but it has to do particularly with, like, sounds and words and giving words weight. So, I guess Evanem. And then the main character is is Jojo has a pompadour. So, we gotcha. have Danny from fucking uh, Greece, Greece with behind him Fix-It Felix because his ability is that he can restore things back to a previous uh, state. Okay. You then have Dwayne the Rock Johnson with Patrick behind him, you know, when he's mad that all he got was a handshake for Valentine's <laughs> Day because the character okiyasu is supposed to, i don't know why the rock i guess but his ability is called the hand mm. and that's that's the one behind him and then other than that we have a guy in a trench coat and a big buff guy in purple and that's that's jotaro with oh, star okay. platinum all right sorry for that side quest but who's your favorite jojo villain
1: i'm going to say watermelon man
0: watermelon man who who is watermelon man Watermelon man, Watermelon man. <laughs> That makes it better. Who who is that referring to? <laughs> oh, oh I know who that's referring to. Okay. Okay. Sorry, that that took me a fucking s- cause he's listed here a second time.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs>
0: where Diavolo, the antagonist of part five, his hair is pink, but it has black dots in it, so that's what they're referring gotcha. to. Okay. Go Gucci Poochie. Favorite anime other than Jojo's Bizarre Adventure? Ah, oh, here we go. Uh, I like, well, I like I the haven't... answer. Jojo's Bizarre Adventure is the superior anime and the only one that matters in this world that we live in.
1: I haven't seen any of these. I'm going to choose Hunter x Hunter just because.
0: Okay. I'm going to go with Sailor Moon because <sighs> Sailor Moon. And the quote here, y'all have Jojo ships that aren't gay? <laughs> I guess I'll hit hell no. <laughs> yeah, hell no. Did you like this quiz?
1: Uh. Well, the first one for me is let me masturbate in peace.
0: <laughs> let me masturbate in peace. No, I'm gay. Yes, illy, even if you're ugly. Yada yada, yeah. you annoy me, bitch. As yeah, a sure, sweaty. As a, jo- <laughs> as a gentleman, I enjoy it. I enjoy, it, even if it's a piece of shit. Buongiorno, and get this quiz out of here. It's not good. Mm. Can I get Crazy Diamond to fix it? Um. Yeah, sure, sweaty. All right, who's your Jojo? Which Jojo is your boyfriend? Um
1: uh Gio Gio is my boyfriend.
0: Oh, you got Giorno Giovanna. Yes. Ah, yes. Who is this, man? He is the protagonist of Part 5. Oh, okay. Can you can you tell me uh what what they have written? Uh
1: in the in the picture it says that's bullshit, but I believe it.
0: <laughs>
1: and then it says uh Gio, Gio, this is the taste of a liar, Giorno Giovanna. Love this golden boy. That's it? (laughs) That's it.
0: That's it. That is all. (laughs) I got... Well, under the picture, it says Holene, but it says (laughs) Jolene Cujo. She's a tough, badass gal who knows what she she wants, when she wants. She needs someone who can love her endlessly, but also take a step back when she needs them to. She also has her needs, winky face, masturbating in the jail cell. I see you, girl. I feel you. And you know how to satisfy them, and maybe she'll satisfy you. Since she comes from the Joestar bloodline, especially Jotaro's, she's edgy when the time comes. But don't agree to go to her family for Christmas, unless she's talking about her mom's side. You don't want to mess with her dad's side.
2: Hmm.
0: Oh, you you missed it! In the first episode, Jolene masturbates in her jail cell.
1: Really? Mm Mm-hmm. Huh.
0: Yeah. (laughs) More like she talks about how she did it, but it was a running joke that everybody that we were convincing the anime only is that there's a masturbation scene.
1: <laughs> wow. Mm-hmm. And they think- just start with that, huh?
0: Yeah, they really do. Yeah. They they really fucking do. <laughs> um which is so fucking funny because I think part six is 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 gonna be one of my favorite parts. Mm-hmm. Especially with the anime fixing a lot of uh the pacing issues. Or a lot of the, yeah, a lot of those that stuff. So yeah, yeah. Thank you for finding out which JoJo is your boyfriend. Oh, you're welcome. You know, I could see, I could see you and Giorno getting getting along. That's good. I'm I'm really excited. I hope that you could see. You know, even even up to this point, so much ridiculous shit has happened. Jolene has had to be shrunken down and disguised as a as a rat. I'm excited for the part where. You know one of the characters chases down Mickey Mouse. that's that there was there was no metaphors in that. There's quite <laughs> literally Mickey Mouse in the story oh. and I'm really curious how they're gonna change it <laughs> but
1: so have you not seen the entire series yet? Are you watching it for the first time along with us
0: so i I was like, oh, I'm gonna watch it episode by episode, and I'll do that for each week, which I wish I was strong enough to do that
1: i I understand.
0: I was not, but they released the first 12 episodes. Okay. And they did that on December 1st. So now, of course, you can imagine like all of the memes of finally getting the cum room animated on <laughs> December 1st, right after the end of no, Nut November, on yep. the first day of destroyed Dick, December, <laughs> They but they only released the first 12 episodes and there's probably going to be about 39 or 40 episodes. So it only goes up to a certain point. And uh, I, we don't know when the fuck we're going to get more. So, we'll see. So, that's why I'm kind of trying to take our time, go through each episode, mm. and, yeah, really just kind of seeing what happens. Now, I'm just spamming you with cum room memes. Oh, my God. The cum suit. God damn it. The one I just shared is the one, and this is this isn't in the, uh. the episodes that we'll get to, too. But there we have the character weather report, and he is, uh, he takes the clouds and controls the weather to the point where he makes astronaut suits for himself and Jolene using the air in the room. So it says, imagine only knowing the cum room. This post was made by the cum suit gang.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Oh, oh, Matt, <laughs> the the child, the child in the baseball uniform. That's the yes. one with the, with the cubs. Right. On, yeah, on I got I figured that part out. So he, and <laughs> which the Cubs logo has been removed, unfortunately. Of course. Unfortunately. Which was funny, because I think in one of the trailers he actually had it on, and uh, then they removed it.
1: They just removed, but, he's, he's just fucking wearing a Cubs uniform for no reason.
0: <laughs> yeah, he was. And it's not really ever explained why he's in a baseball uniform. Yeah. To me, it just must be the only clothes this child has. <laughs> but then it, I find it so fucking funny, because he still carries around the baseball mitt in a baseball. Right, yeah. So yeah, he's just, he's just going to be doing his thing. And uh, yeah, that character in the, the cum suit, that's the one that's weather report. Cause okay. I remember you asked me like, Hey, I'm, is there something in Jojo called like weather report or, or you, I think you asked me the name because people were commenting underneath it a lot of weird shit.
1: Yeah. Cause there's a, um, th- there's a band called weather report that mm-hmm. I really like.
0: Nope. Yep. Oh man, then you are gonna love the character Weather Report and his Stand Weather Report. <laughs> what does it do? It controls the weather. Oh, okay. And it to a fucking ridiculous amount. I <laughs> uh, I guess you know what we're have You know, it's spoilers for the uh, I think like the la- the tenth, eleventh, and twelfth episodes. So. I would, I would cut off here and check out Matt in the description if you don't want to be spoiled for those. But so Weather makes it a point that he can, he basically controls the air. In his introduction, he grabs a bunch of markers and like pens from a cup, and he plays the piano using the air and the wind.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And he, in order to help create chaos, he recreates the effect where it's been known in nature for tornadoes. To pick up sometimes just groups of animals. So sometimes maybe it'll rain frogs or lizards. And that happens very rarely. But he recreates it. Except he makes sure to grab poison dart frogs. And it makes them rain poison dart frogs all over the prison. That's one way to do it, I suppose. And it just gets even more ridiculous from there. He will later get an ability... It's the best way I want to rephrase it to avoid even further spoilers. That is going to really fuck shit up. And I'll I'll share it with you when we get there, but... It might be a while. But yeah. But it'll have to do with him, like, manipulating the ozone layer to (laughs) fuck with people's brains.
2: Okay. Mm -hmm.
0: So I'm glad you were able to experience Weather Report. Uh, Actually, Part 6 is so fun because there's characters who either didn't have an identity before having a stand... Or in the case of Weather Report, lost their memory but still had their stand. So they take on the name mm. of their stand. We're going to see the the character Foo Fighters, whose ability is Foo Fighters. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And yeah, that's that's another one that I'm I'm excited for. Cool. But yeah, thank you, thank you so much for joining me, Matt, for this bizarre adventure.
1: It was bizarre.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a
1: that it, they weren't lying. That adventure do be do be bizarre.
0: <laughs> damn, this is, damn. <laughs> <laughs> so I would like to ask, uh, where where can everybody find you?
1: Uh, you can find me uh, mainly on Twitter, I suppose, at uh, Avana underscore music. Uh, Avana spelled A V A N A. You can also find me in all of our other podcasts, uh, Table Party, Virtual Ball Boys the gaming coop and dock of shame, which I will hopefully have a new episode out for soon. Once I get motivated to edit it. Um, I
0: I know you've been very busy.
1: I have. Um, Other than that, uh, not really much anywhere else. Those are the, those are the main spots. You, if you're on TCP, you see me around. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for, for being here to experience this with me. I'm so excited for next episode. Because the next guest is also has no idea what's going on, and they're just gonna start the episode in the come room. Perfect. <laughs> I didn't even consider that. Oh man! But yeah, I hope everybody has a happy holidays and has an excellent new year. And to, to be continued. And we will see you guys next time.
2: Bye.